All righty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, AFC Team Capsules for the upcoming season. We have wound down the first three, Wiz, and we are on to the New York Jets. Yeah, let's get right into it. Zach Wilson is the opposite of Mac Jones. Tremendous arm strength, uh, the ability to make... um, you know, plays on the run, um, off-script type plays, but his processing is horrible. Um, the the understanding to take the short completion instead of trying to make, uh, you know, these hero-type plays uh, was evident. <clears throat> Same kind of mistakes he made in college, he made in his rookie season. And I'm a little dubious whether he's going to be able to turn that around this year. And uh, not only does that affect his fantasy value, but it really um, can affect the fantasy value of some excellent young skill players that the Jets have. But, um, you know, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 55% completion ratio. Um, he, you know, he has legs and he can you know, run the ball and maybe, you know, that can improve his fantasy Football value, I don't trust Jack, Zach Wilson um, in a league where you're starting one quarterback and you have a backup. There are many, many, many other options that I would go to before. I would take Zach Wilson as my second quarterback. And um, if I have Zach Wilson in a super flex league where he's my second quarterback um, and I have to start him every week, I'm probably getting prepared for basketball. Uh, Zach Wilson stunk last year, Wiz. Uh, period, amen. He was terrible. Um, he was better uh, updating his Instagram account than he was uh, on the football field. As you mentioned, statistically, it was terrible. Here's a great stat for you, Wiz. The games that Zach Wilson started, 185 yards passing a game. Any other quarterback started for the Jets, they averaged 325 yards passing. So you t- And that's with Mike White and Joe Flacco. So you tell me what's wrong here. Um, he's got to make better decisions. And yeah, it's a huge impact on... On, on, on a, when you look on the surface on, 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 at the receiving core here, it's actually a good receiving core that can be productive, but Zach Wilson has to be a better quarterback. You did mention his legs. He did have four rushing touchdowns last year, almost 200 yards rushing, but he needs to become a better football player, period, amen. He was terrible last year, and, you know, if the Jets are going to avoid a bottom five offense a fourth consecutive year because they have done that three years in a row – uh, they're going to need Zach Wilson to play a lot better quarterback. And, you know, I, I'm curious if there's going to be, you know, a, a tighter leash where the Jets, you know, fed up after a couple of weeks of lousy performances and they actually make a change. We shall see what happens. But Zach Wilson has to play better football. That is no question about that. Let's move on to their running backs where uh, there is much more upside and much more optimism, I believe, Um Last year, the Jets were ecstatic when they were able to get Michael Carter, and then the regime took Brees Hall this year. Um, What's interesting about this is, you know, a lot of times you'll see teams draft a running back who's kind of a complement to the other running back that they have. Uh, You see that go on with, with a bunch of teams. Brees Hall and Michael Carter do a lot of the same things. They're both running backs that could certainly be on the field on third down. Uh, Brees Hall is, is probably a better running, but he is a better runner in between the tackles. You know, but I, I've looked at these snake drafts at ADP, average draft position, and there's a real 
I just feel it's wrong where Brees Hall is being taken maybe in the fourth or fifth round in some of these drafts, probably even earlier, fourth round. And you see Michael Carter being drafted in like the ninth, tenth round. I think the ADP is wrong in terms of an auction draft, though. It's probably a little bit more difficult to try and figure out the separation between the two. But the one thing I know is there's a lot of talent there. The question is, will Zach Wilson have the understanding when and how to get these two players the ball when they're on the field because they both are dynamic players. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think there should be uh, as much differentiation as I have seen as well in terms of drafting um, because I think both players are going to be very productive. Uh, this is going to be a better offensive line. Hopefully they can keep Becton on the field. They brought Lakin Tomlinson, Tomlinson in from the San Francisco 49ers, so should be a better offensive line. But, yeah, I, I like it. And then behind these two guys, um, Ty Johnson uh, is still on this roster. Uh, Tevin Coleman looks like he's got not much left in the tank, but he's also presently on the roster, whether that's the case at the end of uh, a training camp remains to be seen. But yeah, I don't think there should be as much uh, discrepancy between the two players that they're currently as going to the drafts. I think Carter proved himself last year. He'll be an integral factor uh, in the offense for the Jets uh, as well as Brees Hall. Yeah, so agree with that. Two two young dynamic players. There's a lot to like there. And moving to the to the wide receiver position, uh, there's a lot of talent there. I know you you know let's go start backwards on the depth chart. Braxton Berrios is a player you like, and well, he's a really tough receiver. And when he got in there last year and had the opportunity, he made the most of it. Corey Davis. Um, is an okay player. He just really hasn't been the player that I think a lot of people thought he was going to be after he was drafted. Um, and then you look at the top two players on the depth chart, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. I just want to talk about these two for a minute. <clears throat> Elijah Moore uh, was hurt part of the year, but he had a stretch last year where in weeks 8, 9, 10, and 11, he caught, um, he averaged six receptions and like 85 yards in, 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 in four games, he caught like 25 passes for 350 yards. The problem is Zach Wilson was the quarterback for none of those games. <laughs> His best statistic games were with Mike White and Joe Flacco. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, I personally look at these receivers I just think Jared Wilson is better suited for the type of game that Zach Wilson has, where he wants to throw the 50-50 ball, where he wants to make a lot of off-script plays, where he wants to throw the ball deep, hero plays. And I think Jared Wilson is maybe a better receiver for Zach Wilson than Elijah Moore, who is elite at short area quickness, route running, timing plays, and that's a problem when Elijah Moore played better with quarterbacks two and three on the depth chart and basically did not play well at all statistically with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. So while I like the receivers, I'm concerned about Elijah Moore's connection and chemistry with Zach Wilson. And I think Jared Wilson could be better suited for Zach Wilson's game. Yeah, and let's be clear here, Wiz. This is not an indictment on Elijah Moore as a player. This is more, this is more to do with Zach Wilson. Um, but I, I tend to agree with you. 
Um, you know, aside from those guys, you see anybody else potentially kind of stepping up at receiver or, you know, and I'm curious, Denzel Mims obviously has been a big bust, but yeah, I, I just do wonder, like, like I, I took Berrios in a bunch of leagues last year, late in the season as a wave of wire flyer. And he, became, he was, he was gigantic actually. You know, obviously he's a, he's a stellar punt returner and kick returner. We know that but Berrios was a difference maker in a number of games. I think a very, very effective slot guy. Yeah, he played he played well and there's a lot to like about the depth charts at at at, at wide receiver. The problem is the guy getting them the ball. So um we'll we'll see how that plays out. And uh, what what's your view on Garrett Wilson coming this year? Rookie, you know, with a with a second year quarterback, with a young offense, um you know, taken so high by taken so early in the draft by the Jets. Um, do you see him coming right in and being the number one receiver for the Jets? So I guess if you were to ask me if this was the Green Bay Packers versus the Jets, you know, I would I would feel a lot differently. That's I think so just think the fact that the quarterback is not as consistent. Uh, I think it's going to be more challenging. Will he have some big plays? Absolutely, but. I think the, the same fanfare that we normally see around star receivers when they're taken this early as rookies, I think you have to be a little bit more reserved about Garrett Wilson because of the situation uh, on the offensive side of the football and that Zach Wilson is uh, much more inconsistent. So just moving to the tight end position, you know, a lot of times we talk about a player and he's a better fantasy player than a statistically football player. I think the opposite's true with the Jets, tight end position. I'm not going to really waste much time talking about them. Uh, I just think CZ Ozuma and Tyler Conklin are two good players. Conklin, I think, is a little, has maybe a little bit of an edge. I think he's a little bit better of a blocker. But as long as they're both there, in that offense with that quarterback, I'm not drafting either one. If something was to happen where one guy wasn't going to be around due to injury, I would maybe look at one of those guys. But as far as the current system, how it is, uh, with both of them being there, um, taking away the value along with the quarterback, I'm not drafting either player in any league. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I take an injury really to get to one of those players, and I don't, I don't wish harm on anybody, but take an injury to one of those players to for me to get uh, excited about either of them. I think both of them last year proved that they could be performers uh, when given the opportunity, and we saw a couple of big games from each of the guys. But you know, the fact that they're both there, they they water each other down. And the Jets' defense they should not be drafted. Oh, don't tell um, Connor that. Them. What about Connor? It's Connor's defense. Well, yeah, he, well, he, he he picked them up and he dropped uh, Kansas City's defense and cost them about <laughs> 700 fantasy points along the way. But Well, let me, um, let me ask you this, though, Wiz. Uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is we came out of the draft this year and we were really excited about what the Jets did, right? Sauce Gardner uh, obviously was a was – a, was a big pick on the, on this offense, right? Johnson, who was hung around the draft longer than we thought he would, right? So there there is some optimism that there could be a, a this could be a slightly better defense, but still, you're not even thinking about taking them, correct? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a difference when Sauce Gardner is lining up against the wide receivers against Louisville and lining up against Stephon Diggs and Tyreek Hill. Um, and I think he's a good player, and he's going to be a very, very good player. But I'm not really going to be looking to take the Jets, even on, uh, you know, uh, a streaming or a defense. I'm just, I'm just staying away from them. I'm more interested in Greg the Hammer Zerline, um, who now I think will be the starting kicker for the Jets. And uh, are you willing to give, you know, a guy who uh, can we know kick him from 
long distances, seems to be a better kicker between 50 and 60 yards than 30 and 40 yards. Um, is there any way you'll be drafting Greg the Hammond Zerline in any of your fantasy you know, I, I thought he was in a perfect situation with the Cowboys, and he was extremely inconsistent last year. And, I, and there's actually some talk that that's actually going to be a real uh, – contest in the preseason between him and Panero who uh formerly of the of the Bears so we'll see how it shakes out I think I think if if Zerline does be does get the job uh, I think the fact that this will be a team that maybe struggles to put the ball in the offense and could attempt a fair amount of of field goals I think that makes it somewhat intriguing especially from the the long aspect of those field goals all righty I think that's a wrap on the AFC East it is a wrap on the AFC East, so uh, we'll do the North up next. And uh, Wiz and I, like I said, we're going to go through each division, each team. Hopefully uh, everybody enjoys this. We're trying to keep them in a, in a fairly condensed uh, manner, but we are covering a lot of ground with all this stuff. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Wiz, a solid job as always. And, uh, yeah, look forward to taking on the AFC North next. You got it.